Wrestling with the Future Podcast Network proudly presents Wrestling with the Future. I'm your host, Angelo Mad Dog DeCipio, joined as I am every week by Michael Murphy, the man called Armageddon. Murphy, how are you, my brother? Well, let me say, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another week of hot wrestling talk. We're going to take your calls. We're going to hear your opinions. What your opinions are of wrestling in the future. What happened to Michael Murphy? Have you seen my co-host? Who are you? (laughs) Wow. Man, you are on your best behavior tonight. Yes, I am. Let me introduce our special guest that will be taking this uh, raunchy road trip with us tonight. She is a woman who made a name for herself as a super fan in the greater Fargo, North Dakota area and all points in between. And she's shaking her head. No, I actually live in Arkansas. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you, you broadcast out of Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. We that's broadcast what, okay. out of Fargo. So uh, that's right. Well, you and I actually talked about that. Granny. Yeah. You're, um, you were working with a group that I was familiar with in Arkansas and Tennessee, correct? Well, I, I have a lot of friends that wrestle in Arkansas and Tennessee, you know, so. Yeah, we have very... talked about that. And you were involved in, in the, well, tell everybody who, um, who this group is we're talking about. Well, okay, I know a lot of different wrestling groups. I mean, who were you referring to? All of them. All of them? <laughs> well, All of them. I mean, um, well, I know. I know for, um, well, let's see, I started, there was a company in that ran in Arkansas called Traditional Championship Wrestling. They quit running in 2013. Right. Um, it used to be known as Mid-South Wrestling, and then sure, they changed absolutely. the name. Uh, people like uh, Greg Anthony, Matt Riviera, Tim Storm. Absolutely. Uh, on, the list exactly goes on and on and on. Uh, they sure. used to do TV tapings and yeah. they still show the old reruns of traditional championship wrestling on right. TV in the Little Rock area. They quit running in 2013. Yeah. But before we get all this started, Angelo, um, I think the fans would like to know who I am. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell everybody who you are. Um, Lori Burt, affectionately known as Granny Hulkster. Uh, is a uh, is is and and I want to I'm going to be very careful choosing my words here. She is the elder statesman. She's the elder statesman of pro wrestling fandom. Well, you know, I I'm very proud of my age fans and hello out there. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, you know, I am Lori Burt. You know. I am officially known as Granny Holster in the independent wrestling world. Um, I'm Didn't 59 years that? old. I'm 59 years old. Very proud of it. You know, uh, I've been a wrestling fan. Gosh, I don't know how many years. I mean, a long time. I've been a wrestling fan Well, a long here's time. what we're going to let, Let's do this. Why don't, why don't we do this? Um, when did the wrestling bug bite you? At, at what well, point in your life did you say, you know, I like this shit. This is pretty good. Well, like I said, even in my younger years, when I lived in Kansas, you know, um, I wasn't very far from the Kansas City area, so I was very right. familiar with the names of Harley Race, Bob Geigel, 
Oh, sure. You know, Rufus R. Jones, you know, Bulldog Bob Brown, you know, Greg the Hammer yeah. Valentine. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, sure. I moved to Arkansas in 1988. Uh, I moved here with my parents. Um, I lived in a place over near Eureka Springs called Holiday Island. My son, Anthony Watkins, he wasn't quite two years old. I was yeah. a single mom. Uh, I moved to Springdale, where I currently live now with my husband, and my son moved back to Springdale. Um, he lived in Rogers, Arkansas, and he moved back to Springdale a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I will be married 12 years. Uh, wow. This month. You're a newlywed. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I guess you could call us a newlywed. We've been yeah. together since... December 19th of 2003 is when we got together. There you go. And we all, we all liked wrestling. I mean, my husband likes it. My son likes Beautiful. it. I like it. And um, we would go to independent wrestling shows. And just to kind of give you a little background. Well, um, here's the thing. Before you get too far ahead of yourself. Because okay. I know being in radio, you like to talk and take over a show, but you're not going to no, do that I don't here. Take over a show. Hey, I don't even do that on Icon. Show. I don't even do that on Attitude Era Live. I only talk. When you're working with Scott the Icon, you can't get a word in edgewise. I understand. <laughs> That's true. I had him on I, my show. I had to shut him down. Ask Mr. Murphy. Uh, yes. I'm yes, not doing that either, by the way. Uh, so here, let's let's talk about this. Um, so you go to a few local shows, you make some friends with the guys, uh, they like you, your, uh, your name and your reputation start getting around little birdie whispered in my ear today that you actually kind of worked for some of these groups as a manager, as a valet kind of, so give me a little heads up. Well, I never really worked as a manager or a valet. I, I get very interactive with the wrestlers um i don't like the heels i can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when i have to i do not like the bad well i heard that too i do not like the bad bad guys i mean they tell me to sit down and shut up before i break a hip or they'll say don't you have a curfew at the nursing home and I told one wrestler one time i grabbed my keys out of my purse and i had my keys in my fist i said baby I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. And he ran off screen. <laughs> now, I can tell you, I can tell you that I've been handcuffed to a manager before at Wrestling for a Cause because he was in her. That's kind of where I was. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going. I, I want you. I heard that story. Tell everybody that story. How you got yourself involved in being handcuffed. To a professional wrestler He's just the manager type guy uh, right. Wrestling for a Cause is an organization That's been around 10 years yeah. They do independent shows Out of the Oklahoma area For kids fighting childhood cancer yeah. And being that I love kids The way that I do I, My heart and passion Just goes out to that organization So yeah. before the show um, This tag team Sam Stackhouse and Drake Gallows were wrestling against London Calling. Okay. And their manager, Richard Pierce, he always likes to try to interfere. Sure. So Drake told me before the show, he says, Granny, we're going to handcuff you to Pierce tonight. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I just blew it off. You know, whatever. Yeah. 
Well, they did. They handcuffed me to Pierce. Yeah, I heard that. During, during the match. Mr. Murphy has a question for you. Go ahead, Murphy. Well, it's not so much a question, but uh, let me tell you something, Angela. Let me put it to you like this. Okay, yes, she doesn't sir. like the heels. I am a heel. I am yes. the heel of heels. <laughs> I don't oh, I have fun playing uh, with you. And I, I don't I don't know who these nobodies are that she's talking about because they're not in my league. I've held multiple titles. I've I've beaten anybody that put their name on the contract. She don't really? like heels. So that means she obviously doesn't like me. We should also tell Granny that Nikolai Volkov had his retirement match with you. Yes, he did. Well, and I almost beat him to death. <laughs> but he me, let you let live. Me, let me go a little bit further here. Okay. Sure. That same day that we Why did not? that show, um, I'm good friends with Trevor Murdoch, the current NWA heavyweight champion. You sure, know, I know Trevor, Trevor is. Trevor, Trevor okay, is well, Trevor I'm who? very good for I'm, Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> I'm very good friends with him. Uh, I don't know him. He's not my league. Well, that's too bad. (laughs) Anyways, he was doing a training seminar for Tim for WFC before the the show that day. And we were lucky enough to be able to be there. So Trevor was telling the guys, you know, telling the guys how to work the crowd. He says, you know, go to granny, use her as your goal, make her mad, piss her off. You know, I mean, just like on and on and on. Okay. So anyways, um, I, I have something that I want to share with you. Sure. A good, a good friend of mine uh, who was a wrestler, he retired from wrestling a couple years ago. Um, his name was his independent wrestling name was running wolf. And two years ago, he posted something on my Facebook page. He said, you know, it's funny when you get a better pop and you're more recognizable than most professional wrestlers. Yeah. I'm giving you a compliment that as a compliment because of what you do. He says they all should really take notes. You know what? You you bring up a good point. Uh, Mr. Murphy and I are very familiar with a super fan in our area that people affectionately called. The hat guy from ECW. Yes. Okay. I, I actually have a story about the hat guy. We're going to talk. I know you do. That's why I mentioned him. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is uh, those those super fans that we call, you know, the, and I love the super fan because they can make or break a building. They really can. Yes, yeah. yeah. exactly. very true. And so we're going to talk. That's why I wanted you on here because I want. I want to find out what you think of the current state of affairs in wrestling, both on a professional level and the indies. Um, so tell the rest of your story, because we got some questions, Mr. Murphy and I. Okay. Well, so anyways, um, you know how the Facebook memory things, you know, pop up and, you know, here it popped up the other day and he shared it and he says, still very true today. When you mention the name Granny Holster, Lori Burt and the yeah. name, you know, Arkansas Sears of Arkansas and Oklahoma, most fans will recognize her and know her before they know the current professional exactly. wrestler. Exactly. Exactly. And that was the case with ECW. There were people who knew John the hat guy, but had no idea who the hell was in the ring. You know? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It really is. So um, we have a pretty good idea who Granny Hulkster is. My uh, my question, we're going to start off this roundtable tonight, and we're going to go, I'm going to start off with Mr. Murphy, actually, on this one. 
So uh, you heard Granny, you heard uh, how she got involved in the business and uh, how she is still today a fan. Um, tell uh, tell Granny from your perspective, Murph, uh, why you find yourself not being a fan, having been a guy who did wrestle for 25 years. Uh, okay, as far as not being a fan, uh, first off, I don't care about the fans. Fans never did nothing for me. I won my titles, especially the one, the NCW All-Star World Heavyweight Championship. I got that title without the help of the fans, okay? I know, because I gave it to you. That's right. (laughs) And it was well-earned. It was well-earned. I don't care what anybody says. It was well-earned. Absolutely. Anyway. No, and now I'm I'm, I'm kidding. I'm obviously kidding around here. Hold on, Murph. I'm I'm obviously works you know how it works yeah i'm, I'm obviously i'm obviously doing a work here and that's cool i, I have fun with it but, and, um, but, and i know you but here's the thing and I, I i i said that for a reason and i want people to understand something what you see in the ring is far more real than you realize oh definitely the work, the work takes place backstage yes yes most definitely office. That's where the work takes place. That's who's working each other. The boss and the workers are working each other. Oh, when most definitely. In the ring, in front of people, Mr. Murphy's got nobody to answer to but himself and those people. That's it. That's it. And see, the thing of it is, Angelo, a lot of people don't realize, a lot of the fans don't realize that what they see happening during an event or a yeah. show, however you want to title it, Mm-hmm. What they see, that's the finished product. Yeah. They don't see what goes in the hours in the gym, the blood, sweat, sure. and tears, the inj- coming back from the injuries, working out a match, the match being able to tell a story. They don't see that. They see two yeah. guys in the head or in the ring, excuse me, they see two guys in the ring ripping each other's heads off. Yeah. That's the yeah. finished product. And that's what Absolutely. they see. Go ahead, Randy. Uh, Oh, Granny, Granny's just, looking I, like she has something no, to say. No, I, I was, I was just listening to what he was saying because you know, um, there was another time where um, Trevor had done another seminar with Tim. It was the first one he actually did with Tim, actually, and we were there because I always took merchandise for Tim to wrestling for a cause. I would pick up T-shirts mm-hmm. for him, and he was talking about, you know how to work the crowd and everything. And he says, yeah. and then you have people like that God fearing loving woman, granny Hulkster over there. And he was going on and, and then he was talking about, and he says, and then you have the smart marks and he was kind of pointing over towards me. And I said, Trevor, I don't know everything. And I thought Tim was going to fall off the ring rope laughing. He says, he looked at me, he says, darling, he says, you know, more than most. Yes. And, you yeah. know, I mean, and, I have I had a very good friend that day tell me, and he's a manager for Mid States Wrestling. Uh, he manages a couple of the wrestlers for Mid States Wrestling from time to time. His yeah. he goes by the name of Stephen E. I call him Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> and so, anyways, he says, you know, Granny. He says, you, David, and Anthony. You know, Anthony's my son. David's my husband. He says, you all are part of that extended wrestling family because absolutely well let me tell you something um 
you said a, a few things there that did not go unnoticed by me. And we're going to talk about them for a little bit. Um, having a wrestler refer to you as a smart mark. Mr. Murphy will tell you there are two things that you'll never find in the wrestling business. Uh, someone smart and someone that's a mark. <laughs> okay. Uh, because if you're smart, you're not a mark. And if you're a mark, you're not smart. Okay. Well, Re- Angelo, I've always learned, and I learned this from the man who trained me, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, Alpha and Hawaii. Yep. He told me my first day of training, he says, son, I want you to learn one thing right now. Wrestlers are stupid people. And I looked at him and I said, what? He said, because if we were smart, we wouldn't be in this business. looking like she doesn't believe you. That is. No, I know. I do believe him. I do believe him. I do believe him. You know, I do believe him. Wrestlers are stupid people. Because if we were smart, we wouldn't be in this business. There you go. I was at a show. I was at a show one time and a little boy had a poster. It said, wrestling is real. People are fake. And I so love that poster. That That is spot on. More right than you know. That is spot on. It's it's absolutely spot on. He is far more right than people realize. Um, The state of professional wrestling today. Uh, and I made myself real clear on the show about it. And everybody who listens to this show, and by the way, thank you for our fifth million download. Thank you for that. I appreciate uh, it. 266 radio stations worldwide, 304 podcast platforms worldwide, uh, and an average listening audience of a half a million a month. <clears throat> And that's not bad for two two wrestling shows a month. Yep, that's pretty good. Not too bad. And we've got five shows on this network. Um, but the and I had to put us over. Not like I really have to. But here's <laughs> the thing, though, and it's important that people understand this. You're dealing today with an evolutionary process. Wrestling is bouncing back from the brink of death. It's not there yet. It's not there yet. It's breathing. The lungs are inhaling and exhaling, but the legs are still a little shaky. They're still a little weak. Can't quite stand up yet. But wrestling is certainly back from the brink of death. Thankfully, AEW and Ring of Honor and New Japan and uh, AEW are, they're all bringing breath into this dying art form. Were it not for Vince McMahon basically killed wrestling. Then I'm yes. going to say this again for probably the 500th time. Vince McMahon's father, Vince McMahon senior, actually Vincent James McMahon. He's actually not a senior Vince McMahon. The elder was a wrestling promoter. Understand what I'm telling you. He was a wrestling and boxing promoter. His son is embarrassed to be in the wrestling business and has always been embarrassed to be in the wrestling business. 
and he will not he will not acknowledge that he's in the wrestling business. He's in the entertainment business. That company used to be called the World Wrestling Federation. Now it's World Wrestling Entertainment. And I say, if you're going to be honest in full disclosure, take the fucking wrestling out of your fucking name because what you do is no semblance of fucking wrestling, Vince. It's not even fucking close. Okay? It's not wrestling, jackass. Now, I want to. I want to say. I want to say first I'm off. On a tirade here. Go ahead, brother. And that's fine. And I'm going to back that up. What you said, Angela. When I worked for you, I'm going to have. When a- I worked for other companies, I was a professional wrestler. I was not a professional entertainer. Professional wrestling is on life support. Professional oh, entertainment is dead. It's spared is gone. If it ever had one. Okay, I was a professional wrestler. Okay, I took on all comers, whoever, whoever the manager or whoever the promoter said, you're getting in the ring with this guy tonight. That's who I got in the ring with. I didn't bitch. I didn't complain. Ah, well, he's not going to put me over or his gimmick is better. No, no, shut up. Who gives a fuck? You getting paid at the end of the night, asshole? And what? And and that's what we're talking about. Yeah, what pisses me off is, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, I see these kids in the business, I call them kids because I'm old enough to call them kids, Mm -hmm. they're jumping around, they're doing high-flying moves, and nobody's selling anything. Nope. If you can't sell a move, you don't need to be in the business. Simple as that. Get out of the business. Go go work McDonald's and go work at the bakery, you know, say welcome to Walmart, do any number of things. But get out of the fucking wrestling business, okay? Now, I have a question. And thank you for saying that. I ran a wrestling company. I did not run a sports entertainment company. For 24 years of my life, I gave my heart, my soul, my money, my blood to this company, okay? Yes. And guys like Mike Murphy helped keep me afloat and alive and had people filling asses in seats. Because that's what we do. We put asses in seats and a lot of seats and a lot of asses. That's what we do. Okay. One of the things that I, if I could find the person who came up with this, I'm going to smack him. The <laughs> idea of 50, 50 booking that, that never existed. We never heard of 50, 50 booking in my day. Okay. And I'm just a few years younger than Granny. I'm 63. Okay. 50 50 booking is for people who can't wrestle, can't work, can't get over, can't tell the story, can't get the get themselves over, get the company over, they can't sell merch. Nobody will know who the fuck you are in a year. Fifty years ago, there was a guy named Gorgeous George. Everybody remembers who he is. Oh, yeah. Muthez, Nick Bachwinkle. Bruno San Martino, Superstar Billy Graham, Pedro Morales, The Iron Sheik, Jay Strongbow, Chief Jay Strongbow. They knew who these people were. Dusty Rhodes, The American Dream, Ric Flair. Their people were still talking about them 50 fucking years later. Okay? Nobody's going to know who the fuck Stephen E is 
and they'll probably think his name is fucking Stephanie. <laughs> okay? Some right. fucking whack job from Podunk, Iowa, or Missouri, or where the fuck he's from. I don't know who you are, Stephen E. I don't really give a shit who you are, because you're not making any money from the immersed. All right? I have, I have, I, I told a kid in a locker room one time, yeah. we're getting ready to go out and do our work. Yep. And he's like, oh, well, I, I got to do something to get over. I got to, I said, first off, I said, let me tell you something, kid. I said, I'm going to help you get over. Okay. First off, I said, I'm going to make you look strong. I'm going to help you get over. And I said, first off, this is a professional wrestling show. The people that are in the audience don't give a shit who you are, except for the people that you sold tickets to or your family that's sitting in the audience. Other than that, they don't give a shit who you are because once you leave, once they get up and leave the arena, by the time it takes them to go from their seat to their car, they've forgotten who you are. Okay? This is indie circuit wrestling. If you can't get over, well, there's always Barber College. Absolutely. Granny. Yes. Talk to me. Am I uh, am I just a disgruntled old fart? No, no, no. So I was just what, listening what to your own wrong? If I if I say to Lori Burt, Lori, here is the pen, here is the book. You are responsible for booking, you're oh. responsible for angles and storytelling. What's the first thing you do for Vince McMahon's WWE? What's the first fucking thing you do? Well, you got first, of all, first of all, I would not want to be a booker because <laughs> I know how much work is involved in trying to do that. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want that responsibility. <laughs> but I mean, but, you know, being the fan that I am, you know, I mean. I don't know everything. And, and like I said, you know, to the listeners out there, I am just me. I'm not a wrestler. I've, you know, despite the fact I've had a few wrestlers threaten to throw me in the ring a few times, I am right. not a wrestler. Okay. Just throwing that out there, everybody. I am not a wrestler. Even but, though but I the like point to. Is, and, and, and Granny is making it clear she's not a wrestler, but I will tell you she's getting bigger pops than some of the boys. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have no doubt. Let that shit sink no in. Let that I, shit sink fuck in. I mean, you know, because. Promoters, you know, I mean, I've been to like one WWE show in my life. I mean, yeah. my my family and I went like to Tulsa three or four years ago, and it was a great show. But sure. I like the indie shows because I can interact with these guys now. Absolutely. Now, you know, when TCW ran, I mean, I got to meet. And I got to know a lot of great names in the business. I mean, right. I was friend. My family and I were friends with beautiful Bobby Eaton. God rest his soul. Yeah. Well, well uh, for, for, uh, hold on a second. Forget the name dropping because we're not here to name drop. Okay. I yeah, want I, I want you to talk about what I give you the pencil. What do you do? You've you're, you're not you haven't even begun to answer that question yet. So I let's know, get to I the know. question. Well, so you know, it. what do you, you do? Have, you have to talk to these wrestlers. You have to find out who they are. You need to find out a little bit, you know. There's what they a can novel do. approach, Murphy. Hey, Murphy, there's a novel approach getting to know your employees. 
Well, you How know, about Angelo, that shit? Well, you know, Angelo, I helped, uh, I helped the guy put a show together. And I had to rule. As a matter of fact, you were sitting there the night when I wrote up the list. We were at your we were at your house over in Jersey. Yep, I remember. And I got on the mic before the show started. Before we let the fans in, I got on about an hour before the show started. I said, "This is who was booked on this show," and I called out the names. I said, "If your name was not called." You are more than welcome to stay for the show, but you will pay half price for a ticket. <laughs> Simple as that. I told the wrestlers, I told each wrestler that was in each match, we had the card set up. I said, this is how many minutes you're going. This is who's over. Absolutely. This, and if you can't, if you can't do that, then yeah. we'll replace you. Absolutely. Simple Don't need that. you. Yeah, simple no, as that. No, no time for prima donnas, no time for egos. Well, that's the problem. See, a lot of guys in the Indies, and I'm not saying all, a lot of guys in the Indies, they their ego shows up to the arena 20 minutes before they do. Sure. And, and they think that they're a superstar, and it's like, hey, I hate to tell you something, guy. Vince McMahon is not banging down your door and to come work it. for him. <laughs> so you're I in the it. Indies. You're putting so-and-so over, even though yeah. you're bigger than him, strong him, you're putting him over, and that's the way it goes tonight. Sure. Simple as that. Absolutely. You know, right, a lot thing. of promoters make things, and, I, and I'm and i not saying all. Yeah. As Angelo, as a promoter, you 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 know, you know drew the line of saying, you said, this is how it's going to go, and, I, and you gained a lot of my respect doing that. But a lot Thank of these you. guys, it's like a lot of these promoters, they, like, they let themselves get bullied. By yeah. the work. Well, I want this much time in the ring. I want this much time on the mic. No, you go on the mic if I tell you to go on the mic. And that's how I that you know how I roll. Right. I'm and, the boss. I'm paying you. You're not paying me. Here's the thing, and I want Granny to understand this. And if you're able in whatever avenues you have available to you, if you're able to get this message across, I would I implore you to do so. People have said historically, wrestling is not a team sport. I disagree wholeheartedly. Wrestling is very much a team sport. Yes. You have to work with your partner. You both have to work with the referee. You, they have to work with the promoter, who in turn takes out of his pocket money to pay you for working for him. Yes. Understand that. They don't work for you. You work for him. And you work for the guy who busted his ass 40 hours that week and took home $290 and is going to spend 60 of it tonight at your show. Right. But maybe his kid wants an autographed picture. And maybe his other kid wants uh, something, a hot dog and a Coke for six bucks a pop. Okay. Yeah. Do that a couple of times a night, all right? Well, you see, have a little... lot of respect for those guys that are plunking down sixty bucks, eighty bucks to an indie show. You know, and you see, Angelo, that's the thing that a lot of the younger guys, a lot of these kids in the business now, unfortunately, aren't learning. No. See, when I came through the business, there, Mike, I, here's the thing, Murph. The they're not I, learning because they don't want to. 
they're not learning because they don't want to. And, and you and I talked about this. Yes. Alpha told me if you're booked on a show, you do the show. Even if you don't feel like driving the two or three hours together. If you're booked on a show, you do the show. Absolutely. If, if you're told <clears throat> you're putting so-and-so over, <clears throat> you put him over. Why? Because you're working. That man, that promoter yeah. is paying for the ring. The sound system, sure. the insurance, the hall, plus the wrestlers. Yeah. He, it, it's all coming out of his pile. A lot of people think promoters make a shit ton of money. A lot of promoters out there in the indie circuit, they're lucky if they walk away from a show working off the door. They're lucky if they walk away breaking even. Hey, Murph. Interesting segue. A very good segue. Well, I'm um, good this, that way. This month. Is 20 year anniversary of December the 16th, 2001. Yes, it Our is. Our 20th anniversary. That that show took place in a major hotel casino in Atlantic City. Yes, okay. it did. I was on that show. You were on that show. We had. <laughs> you want to talk about what promoters go through? We had a box office manager cash in $2,500 worth of tickets and skip town. Yeah. That's legit. That's a straight shoot. Okay. On the Mm -hmm. books, it looked like we sold $40,000 worth of tickets. Yeah. In an 800 seat venue, we were lucky to put 300 people in there before intermission. After intermission, it dwindled substantially because Jimmy Snuka wrestled just before in intermission on that show. After Snuka wrestled, everybody went home or, well, they, see, went out, or they went into the casino and spent money. But see, Angela, a lot of people didn't realize who else was on that show. Uh, you Chris had Candido Patriot. You had Jimmy Snuka. You had... Chris Candido, the late Chris Candido may rest in peace. The late Chris Candido and Sonny. Uh, yeah. Not to mention the other work, you know, the indie workers that were working the show. Well, we had Pretty Boy Larry Sharp, Gary Michael Larry Capetta. Sharp, sir, yeah. yeah, Gary Michael Capetta, WWS yes, ring announcer and NWA, WCW ring announcer, uh, who, by the way, was a guest on this show and will he will be back. Um, he doesn't know it yet, but he's coming back. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. And, and it's, it does take an awful lot of work. And people don't yeah. understand that. And promoters uh, don't get the respect they deserve. Right. Oftentimes, and Murphy, you know this to be true. I yeah. went into my pocket. If we took a loss on a show, I went into my personal pocket to pay guys. Yep. Even if they didn't work that night, I paid them because they showed up. And I want I want to add something. I want to add something to that. When it came that night, when it came for me to get paid, I went to Angelo and I see him reaching in his pocket, not an envelope. And I yeah. said to him, I said, "Look, if you're pulling this out of your pocket, don't worry about it. Pay one of the other boys. Yeah, make sure the other boys get paid." Yep. Hey, no, 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 I'm going to pay ice again, yeah, but I don't want you dipping into your own pocket. 
Well, See, and, and that's, that's, the, that, that's the problem, though. And, Granny, I want you to understand this. Far more often than people realize, a promoter goes into his pocket to pay the boys. Oh, yeah. I know. I know that. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially and, if you have a name on your show. Yeah. And, you know, a pro- and as a promoter, if you want people in those seats, Mm-hmm. You've got to promote that show. You can't yeah. just like, you know, uh, just throw, throw something out there here and there. You know, I mean, yeah, word of mouth advertising—that's great too. But you have got to promote that show. Yes, I mean, absolutely. I, this has been probably ten or twelve years ago, and um, I knew some people, and they were trying to start a little independent federation. I mean, very small. And I was trying to help them promote, you know, I was trying to help them. Yeah. And it, they didn't promote it like they should have done. So, you know, the crowd wasn't that great. Right. Mm -hmm. And it tore me up so much. I mean, I cried. I did. I literally cried. And I had two very good wrestling, wrestling friends one of them is gone now. He's been gone about nine years. God rest his soul. I, I loved him dearly. And, you know, he, they they told me, they said, Granny, you cannot beat yourself up about this. This was not your fault. And I yeah. said, I know it wasn't my fault. But I have such a passion as a fan. Sure. And that's why I don't. That's why I would never want to be a promoter, because I know what it takes to do this. Yeah. I went to a show a lot of here. Work. It really is a yeah, lot of work. I went to a show here just last Sunday here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. They had it up here at our local mall. Uh, uh, it used to be an old, it used to be a movie theater, and the place is called Gymnastic Joe's now. Part of it is a he uses it for gymnastics. Part of it he rents out the other part of it for events. Sure. But this promoter, this guy, I tell you, Chris, oh, my gosh, he started promoting. They were selling. They sold out front row, second row, general admission. I mean, they were selling tickets at the door. They started selling $5 tickets standing room only. Now, this venue was not very big, but they had to start turning people away because it sold out. I mean, right. it, yeah. it sure. sold out and it was, it was a great show and they're having another show in Salem Springs, Arkansas, January 29th. Right. I can't wait. I mean, I, beautiful. But, you know, I, I, but you know, you're, you're talking about the proper motors, you know, and everything. And I got to mm-hmm. share, I got to share this because sure. Go for it. I went to, I went to what was supposed to have been a wrestling show in Pittsburgh, Kansas, probably three or four years ago okay and they had abyss on the card okay okay sure well the promoter is an absolute i'm sorry i'm gonna say douchebag because that's what he is okay this guy shows up at the event yeah in a pair of pajama pants and a t-shirt uh. Okay. Are you shitting me? <laughs> no, I'm not. I am not. And and That's they and he tried crazy. to blame 
my one friend who was selling tickets for him that lived in Pittsburgh. I mean, it was like the the show was going to be inside of a, a inside inside of a club. I mean, you know, yeah. the ring. They got the ring there, and the owner of the venue thought it was going to be like high school wrestling. They thought they oh were going to wrestle God. on mats. I mean, and so they. I mean, they they got the ring set up. And there was no way they could have that show in there because the ceilings were too low. Oh, my and God. I mean, you know, and this promoter tried to blame my friend that lived in Pittsburgh yeah. that, you know, that this was all his fault. And it wasn't because the promoter didn't do his job, right. you know. Well, can I ask has, a, a, a pretty tried, stupid question? I, I have tried. a question. Oh, go ahead. It's really, it's really kind of basic question. Did anyone go and size up the building first? Well, my we friend always... went and talked. My friend went and talked to the owner of the building, and he explained. Oh God. I mean, you know, but but irregardless, irregardless. Long story short, they didn't end up having the show. Okay, that's the kind of shit that that pisses me off because so, it gives promoters a bad name. Well, this promoter, this promoter has tried to do other shows, other places. He has screwed workers out of their money. He has screwed big name talent out of their money. Unbelievable. I mean, my my one friend that oh, I had two friends that picked up Abyss at the airport. Basically, my one friend gave Abyss frequent flyer miles that he yeah. had so Abyss could get back home. They doing an autograph signing, okay? Now I paid for VIP front row tickets, meet and greet. I paid $125 for three tickets. For and, and, me and, my and, what, and what town is this? This was in Pittsburgh, Kansas. In Pittsburgh, Kansas, a fucking nowhere in the middle of no place. Well, irregardless, irregardless, okay. Well, no, I'm, 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 I'm going. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not letting this one go. It's like irregardless, fucking nothing. Here's well, the, I mean, here's, I mean, no. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. There's a lot of problems here, and we're not going to let this one go. Absolutely not. Some podunk promoter in the middle of butthole Kansas is charging a buck and a quarter ahead. For a, a no, VIP, no, no. no, hold on, hold on. Okay. For a VIP meet and greet with a celebrity wrestler who doesn't show. No, no, no. He a, fucking no. Abyss, sho Abyss showed up. Abyss showed up. But he didn't, but really didn't wrestle. They, no, they didn't end up doing the wrestling show. They had other wrestlers that were on this card, and they ended up having to and they just did a meet and greet with abyss an autograph signing oh with abyss god oh you gotta be shit okay so anyways so anyways this promoter has contacted me twice within the past three years telling me that he was going to refund my money to me and inviting me to other shows that he was going to be putting on yeah. well first of all I have still yet to see that money that he still has back. And I'll never see it. I'll never you see won't. it. You'll never see it. But, but the thing is, this promoter, he, I mean, 
I'm surprised nobody has killed him by now because of what he has done to this is why when this is why when you work like I do, you have a guy like Mike Murphy Armageddon show up with you and you size up the building with him because he has to work that building. He also plays, he also plays a secondary role. If somebody fails to pay me my money, Mr. Murphy is my negotiator. Let's put it that way. Okay? I'll get my money. I understand that. I will always get my money. And if I were in Kansas right now, I'd have your money for you in your pocket, Granny. I know you would. I know Trust you would. Me, kid. It, it, you know, it just it, but the but it's people like that that give wrestling a bad name. Yes, um, you know, this is why I, mean, I get so passionate. This is why I get pissed off because it just it. it I mean, a, a bit and Abyss was really nice, and and he told me he says, Granny, he says, I'm really sorry we didn't get to have this monster ball match because I would have had you in my corner. <laughs> well, Joe was a really great guy. He is. He was really he's a, he's nice. He's a great guy. He um, really and he's cool. a gentleman. And and more importantly, he is a professional. He's always a professional. Murph. I'll tell you what. what one thing I learned, if you're a promoter in the wrestling business, you can't be a nice guy. You have to be a prick. If you're a prick in the wrestling business as a promoter, that's how you're going to get by. You can't be a nice guy. When it comes to the money, and a lot of people may say, oh, no, he's wrong, he's wrong. But if you're going to be in the wrestling business as a promoter, you can't be a nice guy. Because as soon as the wrestlers find out you're a nice guy, they're going to walk all over you. Well, they tried to do that to me, Murph, remember? Uh-huh. Because I, I had a reputation as a nice guy promoter. Yeah. Try to fuck me I over. See how, nice of, see how nice of a guy I am if you try to fuck me over. Yeah, and what, and what did I tell you? I said, you got to stop that. Yeah. I said, you got to stop being such a nice guy. I said, these guys will take advantage of you every chance yeah, they get. That's what? And you know and this to be true. Not a one of them has ever taken advantage of me. Not financially, not in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I've ruined a couple of careers of people who thought they were going to get over on me. Oh. Guys that, you, that you'll never see and never heard of and won't hear of. Now, one thing I want to bring up, and it's kind of off the topic, but one thing I want to bring up. Go for it. And it happened last week. I'm sure we all saw the Seth Rollins attack video. What was that all about? After I, I saw a couple it, things I want to ask which, you, Murphy. Well, which after I saw it, I could say, okay, that was a work. But I've seen it happen. I've had it happen to me. If you're a wrestling fan, and I just want to put this out there, if you're a wrestling fan, go to the show, have a good time, interact with the wrestlers, have fun. Do not be stupid and go after one of the wrestlers, because once you go after one of us, you're on my turf now. It's yeah. Yeah. You're in my world now, and I'm going to do whatever I got to do to protect myself. Sure. First of all, the Seth Rollins incident, and I'm going to call bullshit on the bullshit, okay? Yeah, it was work. Because it, it's a work, 
It's a work. It's a work. There was no way that a fan, a, a quote fan, was getting behind security, past security, into the back trenches, into the, what we call the inner sanctum. Uh-huh. No fan is allowed back there. No fan is allowed access back there without identification on four points. Okay? It's not a one point. It's not a two point. It's a four-point ID system. And if you don't know what that means, good, because I'm not telling you. That means it's just protected that much more. But this guy got past four points of security. Not happening, not in this world. That was a plant. He was a, a work. And because the way that guy executed that spear was too fucking good. Yeah. Okay. It was too good. That was like a, a rated R superstar edge spear. Mm-hmm. That was done with precision. Okay. I'm going to tell you what happened, ladies and gentlemen. Vince McMahon is losing the fucking battle big time. But yeah. he's got to do something. He's got to do something, Granny and Murph. To get eyeballs on his product. Well, how do you do that? Eric Bischoff said it simply. Controversy creates cash. Okay? Something controversial. The eyeballs come to your television. What does that mean? How does that translate into cash? Advertisers love that shit. You understand? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're coming to their product. They're supporting WWE programming. They're putting up all this big bucks for them, and you're paying for it. Whether you know it or not, you are. Understand this. I don't have anything against Vince McMahon other than I don't like him, and he killed the wrestling business. Other than that, I'm sure Vince McMahon is a fine fucking human being. Um, I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. The only way... WWE is going to survive as a wrestling company is if, God forbid, Vince McMahon passes away or, B, he's smart enough to walk away and hand the reins over to Paul and Stephanie. Then that company has a chance. But as long as Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are at the helm of that company, it's doomed to failure and it's doomed now. It's dying a slow, horrific death. Yeah. It's not a wrestling company. Folks, I'm telling you, I love you, and you know I'm speaking from my heart. It's not wrestling. It Granny, what's, never what's was. What's WWE? Take well, I haven't. I haven't watched WWE a lot lately because I'm usually on Monday nights uh, for Raw. I'm getting ready to do my podcast with Icon, you know, on Monday nights. And so I don't really, I, I, I haven't watched a lot of WWE lately. I mean, I have, I've had a lot of friends that wrestling friends that, um, Matter of fact, one of my good wrestling friends, a couple of different times, he's been the cameraman, and he got taken out by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> there you go. I asked him. I asked him. I asked him at a show here recently that I saw him at here in Arkansas. I said, 
I said, how did that feel to be taken out by Brock Lesnar? And he's like, oh, my gosh. He says, he says, it was horrific, Granny. He says, you know, he says, I can only imagine, you know, I, I can't. He said, it was, he said, it was something else. And I oh, mean, man. one of my other good wrestling friends, and this has been back in 2016, because the reason why I remember this date um was because it was my birthday and I right. was in getting my left knee replaced on my birthday. I was in the hospital oh, and wow. I woke up, I woke up and we were watching Monday night raw. Yeah. And, um, his, his wrestling character, he was called Americos. He was a mass wrestler. He wrestled for traditional championship wrestling for yeah. Um, yeah. a long time. He was out of okay. Texas. He was wrestling against Braun Strowman. Okay. And I told my husband, I said, David, David, wake up. I said, look, I said, I know I'm highly medicated, but look who's on Monday Night Raw. That's and, funny. And he told me, and when I, when I saw him at another wrestling show, I asked him, I said, what was that like? And he said, well, he said, Braun came up to him after the match and put his arm around his shoulder and patted me on my back and said, thanks for making me look good, kid. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The other thing I want to talk about that I got a beef with, a big problem with. <laughs> Again, got to pull Vinnie Mac out of the out of the, the dark ages and kind of, kind of bitch slap him a little bit. What's the fucking deal with this golden egg? What the hell is this shit? The golden I don't egg even know what it is. Okay, I want to tell you what it is. Vince McMahon came up with this storyline. You can't make this shit up. Because this is how out of touch he is. He had a golden egg in his office. Okay? The golden egg goes missing. Okay? Goes goes missing, unquote. Somebody steals his egg. Everybody's a, a suspect now. Everybody's under suspicion. I saw the picture of the egg on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about now. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about now. Okay. Does has someone like told this man? Oh, that's a great idea. Who comes up with this shit? That is a Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard specialty. Stupid storylines. It's also why I don't watch it. And if you want good topical storylines, you need to bring back my friend Vince Russo. Vince created the Attitude Era. Yeah. Vince is a friend of this show. He's been here a bunch of times. He's a great guy. People don't like him because what he says is true. Just like I get. You got to see the hate mail I get. But you don't even want you don't even want to fucking know okay then but then they all they listen to the show they forget what they're looking at just listen that's why i tell people for, don't go to youtube listen to the show on the radio or from the streaming site or on a yeah. podcast you've got 600 different ways to listen to our show okay here's what i'm telling you listen to the message the message is storylines are dead in wrestling. Yeah, so they because they are, they're trying to dazzle you with flip flop and fly. They're trying to dazzle you with spectacular aerial dynamics. 
Okay, well, this is not the circus, and you're not a fucking acrobat, asshole. You're a professional wrestler. And if you do not understand the difference between the two, get the fuck out of my business because you're killing it. Okay? Get the fuck out of my business now. So I can can sit back and enjoy the pleasure of Mr. Murphy's company and Granny's company and have an intelligent conversation with people who understand the business because you clearly do not. Okay? Go ahead. That's what Bill's saying. If you can't dazzle them with wit, baffle them with bullshit. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, our friend Nikita Brezhnikov said that Nikolai Volkov used to say to him all the time, bullshit can get you a long way, but it cannot take, bullshit can, can take you a long way. Bullshit can get you to the top, but it cannot keep you there. Yeah. And that's the truth. Because at some point, People are going to start smelling the bullshit. They're going to call you on it. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, Granny, you are going to have a story to take with you to KENS Radio 89.1 FM in Fargo, North Dakota. You're going to report back to them that Mad Dog DeCipio has lived up to his name. He's a crazy (laughs) man. He's fucking nuts. He curses a lot. And this is the guy they call America's psychic bad boy. I have earned my name and I earned my reputation. Yes. Uh, by the way, Murph, I'm doing two and a half hours with this radio station in January. I'm, all, right. I'm the only guest for the entire two hour show. Well, we'll see. God what help them. <laughs> yeah, God help us all. That's all I can say. I'm telling you what, lady, you got no idea. I am very good at what I do. I will assure you. No, you know, all bullshit aside, I am very good at what I do. Um, and that's all. That's as much as I'll put myself over, because there are thousands of people who'll do for me. Oh, uh, let me say, Granny, it was yes. a pleasure having you on the show with us. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you so pleasure much. Meeting you, I really, exactly. I really, enjo- I really enjoyed it. Granny, I want you to uh, to give your social, uh, tell everybody where they can hear you. Uh, what time is your show airing nowadays? Tell everybody about KNS Radio 89.1 FM in Fargo, North Dakota. Okay, well, Attitude Era Live, Monday night, 9 o'clock <coughs> Central Time to 11 Central Time. Uh, just call in and listen, and, you know, we, we have a really fun time. Um, big Swing, he... He's been doing a lot of double duty lately. So since we've been um, on the radio station, um, he's not able to join us a lot, you know, especially during yeah. football season. He, he's got other obligations, but um, sure. I'm there every Monday night with Icon, you know, I mean, unless I have something. And where can they hear the show? Well, um, they, you know, Ken's FN 83. Fargo, North Dakota, 83.1, I mean, is where they can he- hear the show. Um, I know we well, used to they, advertise. They can hear it, they can hear it in, in North Dakota. Where can they hear it nationally? They have well, to go onto Blog Talk Radio for I that? Ga- I guess maybe they still can hear it on Blog Talk. I don't know since, we, since we're doing it live on the radio station now. Oh, I'm I not got sure. You. I'm not sure if Blog Talk still 
Harry's. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I need you to find out for me. Okay. Um. That's really important because uh, but right now we're hitting about four hundred thousand people right now. Okay. Right, like tonight. I can definitely, I can definitely try to find out for you. I mean, you know, I'm surprised Icon didn't answer that question for you because yeah. he would be more apt to know I, I that than think, I would. Uh, to be honest with you, Granny, I don't think Scott knew. I know that he was aware of two, like two more radio stations. I think he told me in California. Uh, I know there's a couple other radio stations. It's either wanting to start picking us up or is going to start picking us up. I don't know if that's actually got started yet or not. So I got you. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wish him luck, you know, with it. And I wish him well. Um, we, um, we're approaching the 270 radio stations, 304 podcast platforms. We are on uh, two television networks, one in Canada, one in the, in the UK. We're on the BBC4 in, in, uh, in the UK, and we're on Skynet in Canada. Uh, so, uh, And the, what they do is they basically pick up our video feed here. Hey, guys. Hey, Robert. My friend Robert in the UK. And uh, so, but yeah, so I mean, if uh, if you want to get listeners and you want to get, you know, people talking about you, you know, as Eric Bischoff said, controversy creates cash. And we, we do our share here, do we not, Mr. Murph? Yes, we do. Absolutely. Granny, it was a great pleasure having you here. Lori Burt, affectionately known as Granny Hulkster, by the way. Did you like the uh, the little graphics behind me? I did. I I did. I really I really love that. I wish I wish you could have gotten the picture of uh, the picture of me and my husband and my son with Ricky and Robert. That was from a mid stage. It's, that was yeah, from a mid-stage wrestling legend show in Harrison, Arkansas, back from 2014. Yeah, I have uh, it. And it's that is me. my that is my queen of TCW shirt that I would wear. And then the the bottom picture that you have of me sitting in the chair holding the yeah. sign. Yeah. That was after I had my knee replacement, and they got me one of those really comfortable computer chairs to sit in yeah. for the show mm-hmm. that night, so I could prop up my knee and my leg. Yeah. And they made that sign for me for my chair. But one of the pictures that um, I love so much is my husband and I, we got to see Ricky and Robert again a couple of years ago at an autograph signing. They were doing an autograph signing to raise money for um, veterans to get service dogs, which yeah. I thought was a really cool cause. And beautiful. Robert put Robert put his WWE Hall of Fame ring on my finger for the picture. I didn't even ask if I could wear it. I mean, Beautiful. that's how good of friends we are. And then the other picture down in the bottom, my friend, uh, Dan Marsh, he did that background, the red and yellow background. That picture was actually taken when I went to Las Vegas a couple of years ago for a, a convention. And yeah. one of my wrestling buddies that was a wrestler for years, he says, Granny, he says, you got to do me a really big favor and it's not going to take much effort on your part. And I said, well, what do you want me to do, Tommy? And he says, well, I want you to have somebody take your picture out in Vegas and send it to me so I can say, Granny Hulkster in Las Vegas, Las Vegas will never be the same. <laughs> Granny Hulkster did more talking on this show than she has on Icon's radio show in the last 
year. Well, longer than because, that, dear. Longer because than he, that. So. Yeah, because he doesn't let you talk. Well, and no, he, he, lets me, he lets me talk. I mean, especially if he has guests on that I know personally. Yeah. Which we've had a lot of guests on that I know personally. So that sure. that helps, you know, that that helps. But um I and if anybody wants to find me on Facebook, I'm on Facebook. Um yep. Lori Burt is my real name, but you know, Granny Holtz are in parentheses. Um and um I just if if I can, I'd like to plug a show that I'm gonna be at this Saturday if I can. Angelo, if you don't mind. No, you're not allowed to do that. Of course you are. Nope. Go ahead. Of course. <laughs> well, okay. Um, Mulberry, Arkansas, Down South Championship Wrestling. It's going to be DCW Total Chaos. We're going to have a lot of great matches that night. Um, former uh, Impact Star, I mean, I'm sorry, Impact Star Josh Alexander is going to be wrestling against Alexander Gold. And I don't know who either of them are. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, you know, but um, but um, you know, like I said, check me out on Facebook. If you yeah. have any questions, message me. You know, and I'll, I'll be glad to try to answer your questions. 89.1 FM in Fargo, North Dakota. They are the call letters. Um, Mr. Murphy, you want to tell Granny about our Rock and Roll Express story? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm at my house. I'm trying to. Uh, there we are. Can you still see me? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yes. Uh, I met Ricky and Hoot at Angelo's house on a show we were doing over in New Jersey uh, many, they many years back. <laughs> they stayed uh, over for two days. Yeah. Yeah. That was a hell and, of a time. Uh, great, great guys. Time. Yeah, I've uh, watched the career started up until even now. I've uh, known Vicky and Robert for 40 years. They're my yeah. favorite tag team. Great guys. Great, great guys. <laughs> I used to live near Ricky in Tennessee. He lived up in Bristol, Tennessee. Robert I remember. Lived in yeah, Robert lived in Pensacola, Florida at the time. The first time we got to meet Ricky and Robert was at Traditional Championship Wrestling. They opened for the Tennessee State Fair. Yeah. And we went to Nashville for the show. And my son, he walked up to Robert and he says, well, my mom had a major crush on you back in her younger days. You know, it's funny <laughs> that, that she's mentioned that, Murph, because down yeah. south, this is the thing. This Here's the thing between the north and the south. Down south is the only place that I know of, that you can see a wrestling show at a state fair. We've never had them up here. No, not that no, I know. Of. I, I can, I can tell you in New Jersey we have not. And no. the great thing about this this particular show was, um, we drove to the fairgrounds, and I hadn't even had my first knee replacement surgery yet. Wow. Like I said this was in September of 2013, so I was walking with a cane, and I got to the fairground and I saw the parking lot and they had a little area roped off for handicapped parking, but I was going to have to walk up this like steep hill at an angle, you know, like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to have to walk from like point a over here to the opposite yeah. side of the fairground. And yeah, I'm like, sure. I told my husband, I said, man, I can't walk that far. 
so that morning we were all having breakfast at the hotel and Johnny Morton comes up and he says, Granny, before I forget, when you come to the fairgrounds today for the show, drive up the side road <clears throat> and tell the security guard that you're with TCW. And I'm like, okay, I didn't think anything about it, you know, so I yeah, did. Sure. And, and it was funny. The, the security guard asked me, he says, well, do you have any credentials? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm great. I had my Granny Holster TCW shirt on. I said, I'm Granny Holster, got my tickets for the show. And he says, oh, you're here for the show. I said, yes, sir. But I was told to tell you that I was with them because I cannot walk long distances because I have knee problems and I'm walking with a yeah. cane. So they made arrangements for oh, me wonderful. to be able to park right by the building. That's beautiful. I mean, they wonderful. always took they always took care. They always took care beautiful. of me. I mean, and when they did their TV tapings, they always made sure I was on the front row. Yeah. In the center seat facing the cameras. Yeah. Because they knew I would always interact, you know, sure. with, with the wrestlers. I mean, well, I'll Tommy tell you Dreamer, what, um, we're gonna we're gonna put you over like a million dollars. It's Granny Holster, Lori Burt, K E N S Radio, eighty-nine point one FM, Fargo, North Dakota, live every Monday night with Scott, the icon Hamras, and once in a while the big swing, whenever he decides to show up. For Granny Hoekster, for Michael Murphy Armageddon. My name is Angelo Mad Dog DeCipio. We'll take care. We'll see you next time. Happy wrestling and continue to wrestle with the future. Good night, everybody.